Hello and welcome to Is It Me or Is It Them? This is a podcast for those of us who want to take responsibility for our half of our relationships and how we show up in our lives, but are tired of trying to clean up the mess on other people's side of the yard. This is for you if you want to be able to set better boundaries without feeling like you're bulldozing anyone, and if you want harmony but are tired of sacrificing yourself to get it. Every week, we're going to be talking about how to show up and speak up with more confidence, kindness, and courage, whether you're talking with the ones you love or dealing with the ones who drive you crazy. I'm April Boyd, and I'm a psychotherapist, and today I'm talking about why people are not taking your boundaries seriously. So I think we have probably all been in this position where we feel like we've been giving the information to other people that it should be really obvious by now that they need to start respecting our boundaries. But I think that there's a few traps that happen here that we kind of get stuck in and we end up sabotaging our own efforts in being able to have the kind of effective conversation that we need to have or have people really get and respect the boundaries that we're trying to set with them. So today I'm going to be walking you through the three reasons why people might not be taking your boundaries seriously. So reason number one, You have been making hints instead of making requests. I think this one is actually massive. So often when I talk to people, I hear people say, well, you know what? I let her know that this is what I needed. But when we actually get into it, she did not let her know what she needed. What she actually did was drop some breadcrumbs and hope that the person would get the point. I think we've all been guilty of this at different times because for a lot of us, it can feel really challenging to make a really direct request or say something really plainly. If you've not really been taught how to be both kind and clear, it can feel like anything direct is actually super confrontational. So what a lot of us do instead is we kind of dance around things. And I think that's really a big setup for disaster and a setup for much bigger conflict later on, because it also means that we're now holding the other person accountable, that they should know that we've set a boundary where there's actually a really good chance that they have no idea what you're actually trying to ask them for. A good example of this, I was in a Facebook group and I was looking at one of the posts that one of the women had shared and she had basically made this request asking if anyone had a meme that she could share on her Facebook page or on her social media page that would say something to the effect of, if your family has traveled a long way to come home for Christmas, it's the job of their friends and family to go and visit them where they are not expect them to travel even more to go and visit you. And I totally understand, you know, why this was important to her. Clearly, she's been in this situation a lot before where she traveled a long way to go and invest in her relationships with family or friends, but then, you know, spent really way too much time, energy, and possibly money running all over the place, trying to pour into all of those other people. 
and was needing for this to look a bit different and a little more sanity saving this time and maybe a little more reciprocal, right? With people coming to visit her instead of she, her being the one that has to go and visit everyone else. But here's the thing. Just posting something like this on your social media and then thinking that this is going to create some kind of flash of insight for your mother-in-law or your old friend from high school is probably not going to happen. Because the other thing is, it's not clear who this is talking to. So if I'm your friend, I might think you are totally fine with coming to visit me, that maybe you just don't want to visit all the way to the other side of town to visit your aunt and uncle. How am I supposed to know if this is applying to me or not? Am I the exception or am I the rule? So we're actually holding people up to a really unfair standard when you're dropping hints and expecting them to just read between the lines. You cannot skip over the work of having to have a direct conversation about your needs. That's also the only way that you're actually going to have any power or any clarity in your life to know who are the people that actually respect your boundaries and who don't. The second reason that people might not be respecting your boundaries is you're not enforcing them or you're sending really mixed messages. Okay, so this one is a little bit of an embarrassing story um, because it involves a time that I was actually crossing somebody's boundaries. And it's strange now when I think back on it, but at the time, I wasn't getting it. I just really wasn't. I had a friend who, love her to pieces, she's a really busy mom, uh, works full time, has a lot on her plate. And I had this schedule at the time where I was driving home from my office and it would be around that five o'clock and I'd have a bit of a long drive and I would sometimes, you know, put on my Bluetooth and I'd make phone calls at that time to catch up with people that, um, you know, I maybe wanted to touch base with. And she'd be one of the people that I would make calls to as I was driving home. Again, super crazy as I think back on this, but I remember her saying to me one time, hey, April, you know, it's just that 5 p.m. is actually like a really busy time for me because like, you know, I'm trying to get the kids settled in from after school and I'm trying to get ready to make dinner. And, you know, this is a really not a great time for me to talk. Can you like not call me now? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay." And actually, I don't totally remember if she told me not to call her, but she definitely told me that this was not a good time of day for phone calls. That was probably more the case, actually, I think about it. She told me that now 5 p.m. was not a good time to be calling her. But here's the thing. We kind of hold people up to the expectations of what we would be doing in that position. So if I was in a position that it was not a good time for someone to be calling me, I simply don't answer the phone. Actually, and if you know me present tense, I don't ever answer my phone, but this was, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. So phone calls were still kind of a thing at this time. But nonetheless, she had told me, you know, that this was not a good time with her. And I had kind of made the assumption that, oh, of course, that's totally fine. Like, she's just letting me know that she's not going to pick up the phone if it's not a good time for her. And then what I would realize is that she would pick up the phone, but she'd be really busy. 
And then I realized that I was actually continuing to cross boundaries that she was trying to set with me. So I like to think of myself as a really nice person. I like to think of myself as somebody who would absolutely, you know, be willing to be flexible and make accommodations and absolutely respect people's boundaries. But notice that I didn't really understand that this is what I was doing. Maybe I should have, right? Maybe I have, you know, even huge blind spots on this right now. But at the time, my assumption was that she would just not pick up the phone. And I realized after that she was continuing to pick up the phone, even though it was not a good time. So if you're kind of experiencing somebody not respecting your boundaries, it might be possible that you're sending really mixed messages. Is it a good time to talk or is it not a good time to talk, right? It might also be that you're really not enforcing them. And this truly is just human nature, partly because people forget, partly because we all see things from our own perspective. Another example, again, a little bit embarrassing, but I remember I would sometimes go for walks uh, around the waterfront with a good friend of mine. And I'm a pretty quick walker. That tends to be the pace of how I move. And I realized that, you know, every so often she would say to me, can we slow down? And I would say, oh yeah, of course. And I would slow down. But we all have our own natural rhythm. So because my mind would move back into our conversation and, you know, their beautiful surroundings and I'd be back into what we were talking about and I would forget and I would naturally default into my own pace that was actually much faster than the pace that she was asking me to walk at. So again, I like to think of myself as a really good person and somebody who would absolutely try to be respectful of people's boundaries, but this is why it becomes so important and why I'm sharing this as an example of people forget. They all just kind of go to whatever that place is in their mind where they're not fully focused on you or what you need. And it's not because they don't love you. It's not because they don't care about you. It's not because it doesn't matter. I think some of the time it's because people truly just need to be reminded because you're asking them to do a really different behavior. So here's truly the dynamic of it. And this is why this walk is such a great example of that. A lot of the times when we're asking somebody to do something different or when we're trying to set a boundary, we are absolutely interrupting a pattern and a habit. And when you think about the habits in your life, you know how those just happen for you on autopilot, right? One of them for me, before I've even really had a conscious thought in the morning, I am on my way into the kitchen to make myself a cup of coffee totally out of habit. And so when you think about how hard it is to change your own habits, this is sometimes what we're asking other people to do with our boundaries. And then we end up taking it really personally and getting really mad or really hurt when they're not able to keep up that change that we've asked them for. And we tell ourselves all kinds of stories about what it means about us, what it means about our relationship. And it really might just be that you actually need to continue to remind people. Thankfully, my friend did not take my fast walking personally or the fact that I continued to revert back into that behavior. Instead, she, you know, very kindly and graciously continued to tell me to slow down. 
So I'm thankful for that. And luckily, you know, she's still a friend of mine, so that's all good. The next thing is they are just plain boundary bulldozers. Sometimes other people, even when you've been consistent, even when you've asked kindly, even when you've asked clearly, some people don't listen to boundaries. And I think this was kind of a hard one for me to fully wrap my head around because I think I had bought into this idea way back in the day that, you know, if you're setting boundaries properly, that you should always be able to kind of shift the relationship into this positive direction and you should always be able to mutually adjust things together in a way that works better for everybody. And I've since come to believe that some people just really suck at this. This can be for a lot of different reasons. So sometimes other people just think that they know what's best for you. You might be encountering somebody in your life who truly thinks whatever it is that you've told them is better for you, that their way of doing it actually would benefit you more. An example of this, I had a terrible dye job recently. So again, absolutely first world problems. I'm very lucky that this is the extent of my stress that day. But nonetheless, I was very clear. I even had a picture of the hair color that I wanted, which was pretty much brunette, very different from my blonde. So I went into the hairstylist. I showed them the picture. When I left there, I was platinum blonde, really about like four shades lighter than what I had even gone in on. So how is it even possible that I was looking to be a brunette and left platinum blonde? They made a decision that they thought that this would actually be even better for me, (laughs) right? Seems kind of crazy and strange, but it's true. And I think that was the assumption. I'm not entirely sure, but I know I left with very blonde hair, despite the fact that I had been very clear in my request. So there's times when people also just don't relinquish control. Sometimes people have a plan in their mind and they're really not willing or able. Notice that both of these things can apply. Not being willing and sometimes just not being able to change gears and do things in a new way way. Do you ever hear the idea that, you know, you can't always teach an old dog new tricks? Some people are like that too. And it doesn't mean that you should just give in or pretend that your needs don't matter or always put their needs above of your own, but it does mean that you kind of need to go about this a different way. And that could actually be a whole other episode that I'll get into another time about how to set, you know, even more foolproof boundaries for yourself. But I think The reality is there are times where somebody is just not willing or able to hear it. The other thing is, is that sometimes people just, what I've come to believe, some people are not great at empathy, which is kind of that same thing as thinking that they know what's better for you, even though you can kind of say, okay, here's what I need, or, you know, here's what would really be better for us if we did it like this or whatever that is. Some people are not able to put themselves in your shoes. So in their mind, it just doesn't make sense. And they're not willing to adjust accordingly. 
which means that you kind of have to go out of this place of trying to convince them and trying to collaborate with them. And instead, just going back to almost that idea step two that I talked about of just reinforcing. Because if you wait for permission, if you wait for full understanding, if you wait for full acceptance, it's very possible that with certain personality types that you might be dealing with in your life, you're just not going to get that from them. So the remedy that I want you to consider with all of these three possible scenarios that you might be dealing with is that you are the caretaker and owner of your own boundaries. You are the one who is responsible for the boundaries in your life, how you protect your space, how you protect your energy, how you protect your emotional well-being, how you protect your relationships with the other people around you, how you protect your health. You cannot give away power of that position to anyone else, which is why I see a lot of people, especially women, doing all the time. They're giving away their power, right? I'll stop picking up the phone when I'm totally overloaded over dinner when you quit calling me. Who has the power in that situation? I do, right? I have the power to ruin her night without even realizing it. You have the power in your relationships and in your life. So what would it look like if kindly but courageously you started owning that full responsibility because only you know what you need and what you want and what is best for you and your family. So if you found this useful today, I would love it if you shared it with a friend who could benefit from it and DM me and let me know what stood out most to you today. So I thank you so much for spending this time with me and I will see you next time. Take care.